the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. So if you'd like to call us and you have a car question, easy, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're welcome to call us. Tell us the year, make, and model of your car. Let us uh, have the opportunity to ask you some questions. So you give us symptoms and we ask you questions, stuff like that. makes it a little easier. And what's, what's kind of important is the give and take. The give and take is we ask questions and you answer questions, and there's three answers. It's yes, no, or I don't know. That's normal in our business. So we're willing to help you. Just give us a call. We can usually handle about 10, 12 calls an hour. We'll be here for two hours. But if it's like every other time, everybody waits till the last half an hour and, and does their thing. So my, my name is Mark Salem, and I've been an ASE Master Technician for 35 years. Sitting next to me is my daughter, Andy, who's uh, still wiping the sleep out of her eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Haven't had enough coffee yet this morning. I understand. Andy's actually the one that runs our operation now that Renee and I spend a little bit of time up north. And so what's it like when you're flying the airplane, Mrs.? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a a hard question. The best and the worst. I can kind of, I know that, but the best and the worst. What do you mean? What's the best part of your job and the worst part of your job? Oh, I think the customers are probably, for the most part, we have some really good customers. So I enjoy talking to them and seeing them and that kind of a thing and helping people, of course. But um, (laughs) there's a lot of downsides, but, you know, let's not start the show in a negative tone. (laughs) Okay. So, but the downside is, is sometimes employees, sometimes customers come, some kind vendors, Sometimes when the power goes out in the building yeah. and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of all within your range. Yeah. So, and it's, I was in here the other day and there's a lady in there with an 1100 customer number mm-hmm. and we're at 36, 38,000. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to me. Now, when you rewrote the software, I think, I know you did a lot of work, but the thing I like the most is you put the customer number on the ticket. Yeah. And so the technician knows that anybody that's... I mean, we don't have many three digits. Our family's three digits, but no, we have st- we still have some threes. Is that right? And yeah, and twos. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and twos. Okay. All right. It, it, but we have. I mean, when they're I mean, twos and threes are, and fours. Yeah, those people are few and far between, but there's still those ones out there that so. have have been in in the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But anyway, the lady from 1100, it was 1108 or something like that. It was fun to just talk to her. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of them have been with us now. Our software went into operation in 1990, 91. Mm -hmm. So those that have those really low numbers have been around for a very long time. And it's fun to see customers. There's kind of a wave sometimes where 
that will service a lot of their vehicles, and they will be older vehicles, and then we won't see them for two to three years because they get something new, and then uh, we get to see them again, and that's kind of fun, too, and we can see that within our software. Okay, and sitting next to me is my son, Alan. He runs the performance side of our business. He does uh, diesel trucks. He does lighting. He lifts and lowers tires and wheels. And I think one of the questions I get a lot is speedometers and calibrating and fixing those kinds of things. Yeah. So what what do you do to correct those kinds of things? Uh, it, it it depends. I mean, it's truck specific, year specific. What are you doing? No. Well, it just cut out. <laughs> it cut out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. You didn't see his okay. flinch. Yeah, I, I did, but I didn't know if I was falling out of the chair or something. <laughs> what was going on? If there was someone standing behind me. Uh, it's year specific, make specific, engine specific. It's just all. It's all different. Sometimes tuning, you can do it. Sometimes you got to go in and do it manually. It's just. Okay, tuning means we're going to add a box to the car, and yep. we're going to give it different programming, and sometimes we can change the diameter or the circumference uh, of the yeah, tires. Yeah, you don't add a box. You go in there and you rewrite the factory software, but yes. Okay, and that's going in through the ABS module typically to change the tires? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, usually. Okay. But the the least is is our industry can provide them a sheet by you downloading the original tires plus the tires you put on that gives them an idea of how many miles an hour they're off 10 through 70. Right. Okay. Right. So does, does anybody pay attention to that, or they just fold it up and put it in their pockets? Uh, I've never had any questions on it. Okay. All right. So, so and what's the most you've seen off? Have you seen 10 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, I would say probably 20%. Okay. So seventy miles an hour is fourteen. Yeah, off fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I know you on my truck. We adjusted the uh, the ABS module, and then we also adjusted the tire diameter in my edge. Yep. And I know that when I go through those radar traps, I'm 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 right on the money. Right. I'm right on the money. So anyway, we got a caller. Who who might that be, Gil? Actually, we had the caller, but it dropped. So I'm sorry. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960 if you have a question about a car problem. And we can handle diesel questions about performance, about oil leaks. We can talk about the longevity of them. We can do that kind of stuff. Either one of Andy or Alan has been around. How long have you been in the family business? Way too long. <laughs> Just kidding. Um how many years? Uh, probably about 20. Okay. And you're probably somewhere around there. Yeah. I think on paper I'm like 23, I think. Yeah. Andy can answer okay. that better, but yeah. So 23 is like when you were 10 and you picked up trash. Would you remember what was your first job? What are you to? talking about? That what? would make me 33. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were like a math wizard. <laughs> I am, but I don't I really like care it. about your answers, and I don't really care about the rest of that stuff. So you just ask and then don't listen to the answers? No, I don't, because yeah. I got too I much. Know the, I know the feeling. I yeah. do that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here, and I'm flying the plane, and you two guys are just sitting there with your feet up on the desk. So the answer is how long? But tw- prob- I think 23 years is what okay. Okay. Put me in seventeen. That yeah, but okay. that doesn't count all the years that we spent. Yeah, you know, That's taking just time when trash I was legal. and yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> the child labor laws. Right. We won't get into that early right. years. But you tell people that you started by sweeping cigarette butts off the parking lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we did. That little red broom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we ever came across that thing, I would smash it over my knee. <laughs> <laughs> <Go play. laughs> oh my. 
so that and when you first started here, what did you want to do, Alan? Did you want to be a tech? Did you uh, what, what did you have a did you have an idea that I wanted we would to go grow? back home and watch cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean when I grow up? Uh, oh, no, you haven't grown up yet. Oh, no, I haven't. You're right. Uh, I, 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 aftermarket, I mean, that was always my... That's what I like to do the best is aftermarket performance, stuff like that. Okay, aftermarket means taking a, a factory stock car. A stock car is a, one that comes out of the factory, and it is what it is. And what are some of the things you do to those pickup trucks and cars? Uh, lift, wheels, tires, suspension, you know, steps, lights, I mean, all kinds of different stuff. Okay. Audio, video, whatever. All right. The electric steps, do, do, is there a age range for those or is it pretty much wide open? Because I envision that the older people like this electric steps, when you open up the door, the steps comes out. Uh, you mean on which ones I install them on? Yeah. Well, they're very expensive, so it's it's typically you know uh, older. You know, okay. I would say you don't get many eighteen, nineteen year old kids spending two grand on 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 power steps. So, um, yeah, I would say it's you know thirties okay. and up, thirty five okay. and up, something like that. All right. Now, don't they have lights underneath them where you can? They do uh, now. Yeah. Okay. And so, what kind of what kind of lights have people asked for? They, they come with lights. There's a little LED light. White. Yeah. Okay. Can Alan you... has the fancy ones. Oh, yeah, what have I mean, you got? Yeah, we can just cut them off, and 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 I can put whatever. I mean, if you if you absolutely have to have something green or pink or you know whatever, then I can make them whatever color we want. But they just come with little white lights. So it eliminate the step. What's your truck got? It's just got red ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safety thing. It's a safety thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you can find them, mm -hmm. okay, in the middle of the night. That's right. I think our flag, one of our flag trucks has red, white, and blue, doesn't it? Yeah, it has red and blue. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. All right, we got a caller. Who might that be? Yeah, that would be Fred. Fred, good morning. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, Mark. Uh, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, I've got a 1970 Dodge Challenger RT. It's a 440, 375 horsepower. And it's uh, hard starting and uh, rough running. And it's got a Holly uh, Demon carburetor on an Edelbrock manifold. And uh, I was wondering, you know, should we go to uh, fuel injection on the thing or replace the carburetor, or what do you think? Well, I think we should just find the reason why it's doing what it's doing. Um, okay. Because what happens if this is a broken valve spring and we, you do a bunch of work and then you have the same problem? because you're not going to be able to overcome something like that. Let me ask you a question. What is it doing that you don't like it to do? Is it idling rough? Is it missing? Is the acceleration poor? Um, is it pinging? What, what's the situation? It, it idles rough, uh, real rough, and okay. it's, hard to, it's hard to start. You know, you've got to start it three or four times okay. and to keep it running. And then, uh, you know, once you get going, it uh, smooths out and runs all right. Okay, after but it warms up, does it idle good? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. It's still got that lope in it, you know. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of a rolling idle. Does it have a rolling idle all the time, or are there times it's nice and smooth and the time it rolls? No, it's rolling all the time. Okay, so it's probably got a camshaft in it, a special mm -hmm. camshaft or something bigger. Well, I, I just got the car, so okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah. And is it an automatic or a standard? It automatic. Okay. Um, and you got a Holly on it, right? A Holly Demon carburetor. Yeah. There isn't a carburetor I hate more than that one. 
I mean, it's just you. we can work on that for the rest of our lives, and we're really good at that. I'll give you an example. There's a metering plate, and I think on your demon there's two. The metering plate. It's between the bowl and the body of the carburetor. That warps. Buying one is as much as a new carburetor. What the new procedure is now is you put it in a press, and you crack it like a chiropractor. So you literally straighten it out. Well, here's the deal. We either straighten them out or we break them. <laughs> but either way, the worst case scenario is, is you buy another metering block. There's just lots of other carburetors out there. The CFM would be something that would be written on the side of the carburetor or at least give us a number that we can look up the CFM. But um, I, I think what I'd, wherever you go, I think what you should do is, is just say to them, um, I've got a rolling idle. I want you to deal with that. And I want you to check the tailpipe, what's coming out of the tailpipe. Because if we got a bunch of raw gasoline coming out of the tailpipe and we got black spark plugs, that's easy. Let's trim the gas up front. Let's get the spark plugs tan. Then we, you can't believe how often we have a timing issue that we can adjust, either too high or too low. But we can also bring that timing to the edge of a razor blade. So when it's fully warmed up on really hard acceleration, you're going to race the VW bug next to you then we're going to make it rattle just a tad and maybe not back off one so we could just do that. So the answer is, is I think wherever you take it, I think what you should have them do is just give you an analysis of where you're at right now. That's kind of okay. where I, I... And then what's the first step? It's not like a paintbrush where you're going to do a broad... Let's just do the first step. You said it hard, card stole cold, then good. Bring it to us. Let it sit over... Bring the shop... To, Take, let them sit it overnight and let them check the choke. So let me remind you to start it in the morning. One pump closes the choke flap. That's before you crank it. Then you might go two or three. You take your foot off the throttle. You hit the you start, stumble, and then idle up. That's proper. So people don't set the choke. So the flap's wide open, but you have to push your pedal to the floor and let go, and then the flap shuts. Now we got choke. And it's also got high idle. So then you start it up, and you go, pop, 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 and then the first thing everybody does is kick the choke off by throttling it up. Well, you went to all that trouble to set the choke, and now all of a sudden you just kicked it off. So on the older model cars, they're kind of temperamental about that. What part of town do you live in? Uh, uh, Santan Valley. Oh, wait. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anybody out there. I, I just I wish I could tell you that. I've got north, south, east, and west, but from the center of Phoenix. Um uh, we're at Warner and I-10. If you'd like to to bring it there, you plan on leaving it, and um, I'm I'm quite sure we have two or three guys that are gray-haired, and we've worked on your car before. Oh, okay. So, right. our, I'm sorry, but I have one other problem. The uh, windshield wipers they don't park. When you shut them off, they'll shut off wherever you stop them. Usually, that's um, something to do with the motor. When you take power from it, or when you drop the ground on it, they should park. Now, sometimes that's an adjustment we can fix, but I can tell you that the motor on that is nowhere near the money on the motor of my Dodge pickup. I mean, it's newer. You know what I mean? It's just newer. So, getting the getting the the things to park. There's a couple of tests you run first, and then you'll know what the heck it is. That's on a one to ten scale. That's a three. So that's, that's no big deal. And getting it to run good is a six or a seven. So you got to know what you're doing, that kind of stuff. Okie doke. Okay, thanks a lot, right. Mark. You betcha. 602 508 0960. 602 508 0960. The lines are wide open. 
Andy, Alan, and Mark Salem at your service. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week on Middle East Radio Forum, we will further examine the disconnect between fact and fancy in the search for peace in the Middle East. The title of the broadcast, Peace Between Israel and the Palestinian Arabs. Who's kidding whom? That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. Welcome back, everybody. 20, 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting, me, sitting here next to me is my daughter, Andy, and my son, Alan. And the both of them have been in the business for more than 20 years. So together, you're getting lots of experience here, probably 70, 80 years worth of experience, all wrapped up into one. Let me tell you about Blackwell Automotive. He's up at 40th and Greenway. Tom is a crazy guy. Tom really is good at what he does. What he can do that I can't do is he can fabricate things. He can take your car and take out the automatic and put a four-speed in it. We just don't shine well on that. He has the ability to build stuff, but he also has the ability to diagnose it. Not too long ago, a lady had bought an air conditioning unit for her old pickup truck. That's on a 1 to 10 scale. That's a difficulty of 12. So she took it to a friend, and he had it for a long time, but he just gave up. So I said, well, I think Blackwell will take it. I called him, and he said, this lady was tickle pink. Two days, the truck is bad, plus he put power brakes on it that she didn't have before. So she's really happy. So if you have that, but he also does oil changes and tire rotations and all that other jazz. So Blackwell, 40th Street in Greenwell, Greenway, he's a good guy. Let's go to the phones. Luke, good morning. How can we help you? Uh, hey, Mark, good morning. Nice to talk to you. Um, hey, I've, I've got uh, an old truck that I bought. Well, old to me. Uh, it's a 96 Dodge Ram half-ton two-wheel drive V8. Okay. Uh, bought, it, bought it from an old guy, and, and I bought it because it was like a time capsule. And an old man, in the three years pr- previous to me purchasing it from him, had put less than 1,500 miles on the truck. Okay. So, okay. Um, but I just re- I've been driving it for maybe, I don't know, four or five months. And just recently noticed one day, that I started to get this uh, 
I don't know what the technical term would be, but failing idle, basically. At, par, at, at neutral, at a stoplight, the RPMs are diving from, you know, 11, 1200 idle down to zero, and they bounce back okay. and forth. Um, it wasn't dying, and then one day I was parked at Home Depot on a very slight incline, and it did actually die. Now, I also noticed that recently, is I, I noticed that it went away when I filled the tank back up with fuel to full. Okay. All right, well, I got a couple of comments. First of all, the 1100 RPM idle, you, there's two, there's three sections of a carburetor. You have idle, you got mid, and you got wide open throttle. At 1100, you're completely out of the idle circuit. Completely. Okay, so I guess 11, 1100 wouldn't be correct. Right now, I'm, I'm actually in it right now. And no, it's, it's not idling. Correct. It's not correct. It's, it's idling just below 1,000 RPM. Okay. Well, it's just, that's not right. So is, you said it was an automatic or standard? Automatic. So probably 650, 700 in drive. So this isn't a tough thing. Um, what I hear you say is, is the idle is not stable. The question is, is, does that mean hot and cold, or is that variable, or is it only hot or is it only cold? But it's probably going to be just an adjustment of the carburetor. That's more than likely what it's going to be. Let's get it into the idle circuit so we have a steady flow of fuel. We've got some adjustments on the idle circuit. And then make sure that we've got normal carburetor and then we have wide open throttle carburetor. So that that's really not that, that difficult. Um, what what Andy, what would be the front counter estimate to the phone call on that? I would probably say maybe 79 to 139 okay. for diagnosis on it. And and most of the time, not, well, 50% of the time, that takes care of the repair. Because once you diagnose it, oh, well, i got to do this, or i got an EGR sticking open or something like that. So sometimes the diagnosis is the same as the repair. By the time you get there, you turn it. It's not really that easy. I'm making it sound different. But you turn a screw and, and you reroute some spark plug. But as far as you said, sometimes it does this. We're not going to chase that. We're going to fix right. the idle problem first. Then we're going to give it back to you and say, okay, now let us know. And you're going to say, no, I still have this problem, or you're going to say, no, you got it. Do you think the, the tank of gas or being full or low makes a difference? You know, that's a great question. I'll tell you what I was thinking about that. If he stuffs the tank, we're going to draw raw fuel forward, okay, through the evaporative system. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it run rich. He's going to have black smoke, and he's going to smell it. He didn't say anything about that at all. As far as it's filling up... The the tank picks up off the bottom of the tank. So it, even if you fill the tank, it doesn't make any difference. The only time is if he stuffs the tank, and then we run. Instead of sucking the vapor off the fuel tank forward, we suck liquid gas. And by stuffing it, you mean once it stops, you keep you keep pressing the gas. Click, click, nozzle. click, click, yeah. click. <laughs> and, yeah. and you go until you pull the trigger and it kicks back, and you've already put another dollar into it. Yeah. That, well, that's bad for any car. The, the, the other thing, too, is, I mean, maybe the gas gauge is off. Maybe it's reading a quarter, and it's actually at, you know, Less than an eighth. Yeah. And, you know, not to mention you're sucking. When you get to the bottom, there's lots of debris and crap mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that stays at the bottom, too. So could be something with that. Could be just a lack of fuel when you get to the bottom of that if it's moving around and not, the draw style's not grabbing it all the time or it's, how you know. many How many miles have you put on it? I know you said you've been driving it four to five months, but how many miles has it been? Oh, I've probably put. 12,000, no, 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 
Yeah, 1,300, 1,400 miles. Okay. okay. So a couple, at least a couple, I mean, more than a weird, couple tanks. What's weird to me, though, is that all the rest of the time, like, again, right now I'm sitting in it, all the rest of the time it, it idles dead nuts perfect. All but at time. 11, or 10 or 11. No, 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 no. It's idling. It's idling right now. Now, again, there's only there's only two posts. There's only two indicators between zero and 1,000. So it's idling on the... If the first post is zero, second post is five hundred. Okay. okay, first post. Well, again, there's zero, then there's a post, a post, and then another post, and that's one, right? Okay. So All right, we got it. We got it. On the third post, just below one, and it's okay. it's perfect. Okay. So it idles like that all the time, and then I'm I'm waiting to test it. Once I think I think it's going to come back once I get under a quarter of a tank. Then if it does, I would just say at that point, it, it, take it to a shop when it's acting up. So, I mean, obviously right. you're not going to fill the tank and then take it to a shop. So if it does right. it and you notice that it's only, you know, when it's at the, you know, quarter or half mark, then take it in then so they can duplicate the issue. And this is a 24-year-old truck, and um, yeah. it's got emissions and stuff on it that we don't even have anymore. But yeah. I think we don't cha- chase the full thing. I think what we do is is we just start at the basics. And I'm not trying to drive up your bill. Neither is anybody else. But there's some basics we need to do. We need to check yeah. the tailpipe emissions. We need to set the idle. Because you said 11, and now you're saying 750. And so 750 is the appropriate number. But on a cold start, then it would really be the 11 or 1200 because the choke's going to stay open until it warms up and then it's going to shut off. I got to go, Luke, because I got an appointment to get here. I've got 20 seconds to finish this segment. Jim, if you stay right there, I'd be happy to help you out. Automatic Transmission Exchange is over on 40th Street in Washington. He's really a good guy. He's been around since 1968. So if you have a transmission issue, may I suggest Automatic Transmission Exchange at 40th Street in Washington. Phil's a good guy. You'll be happy. Some people treat investing like a game, but Marcus by Goldman Sachs approaches investing in a smart way with digitally managed portfolios that leverage Goldman Sachs strategies. So do you want to play games or do you want your money to work smart? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Come out to the East Valley Veterans Day Parade on Thursday, November 11th in downtown Mesa to honor and thank our local veterans, active military, and their families. This year's wartime art and artist celebration will start at 1030 in downtown Mesa, and the parade kicks off at 11 a.m. at University Drive and Center. Sponsored by SRP Albertson Safeway, Mesa Community College, and Geico of Mesa, Downtown Mesa Association, Larry H. Miller Ford, and MD Helicopter. Wings for Warriors Foundation is nationally recognized 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of veterans, first responders, and their families. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala, a night of honoring and giving, Thursday, November 11th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Madison Center for the Arts. There will be a dessert and cocktail reception with live music performances, silent and live auctions, an impactful keynote speaker, and much, much more. Wings for Warriors Foundation supports the holistic needs of veterans, first responders, 
and their families with transformational growth, well-being, and spiritual fitness. This event will be raising funds to support faith-based trauma counseling, equine therapy, Gold Star Family Retreats, Hyperbaric Oxygen Treatment for PTS and TBI, and camaraderie and healing adventures. Wings for Warriors Foundation goes above and beyond the call of duty for our military and first responder communities. For further event details, tickets, or sponsorships, please visit wingsforwarriors.org. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we're required to broadcast some types of political advertising by the FCC. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore, the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and sometimes we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. Well, thank you for sticking with us. It's 1034. We have one line open, or we have four lines open. We have one taken with Jim, and I'm going to get to him in less than 30 seconds. So if you'd like to join us, 602 I almost gave my cell phone, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. You're making model of your car, how many miles it's got on it, and then let's talk about what it's doing. And, Jim, good morning. Thank you for holding through the break. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. Um, I have a neighbor around the corner, an old man, and he's got a 79 Camaro with about 85,000 miles on it. And... Um, he stops by about, this is his fun car, he stops 
by about twice a week and shoot the bull. And he was asking me about if I had any tips on what he should do with his car. He leaves for four months out of the, out of the year to go to Illinois. Why, I, I don't know. Anybody would want to go there. <laughs> um, he, he wanted to know if there were some tips like uh, what he should do before he leaves and then when he gets back. It's easy. Let it, you borrow it yeah. while he's gone. Yeah. I, I, I'll help him keep it warmed up and driving it if you want. I offered to buy it, and he said, well, he looked at me with that look like, you know, what, are you crazy? And, and you know what I tell old guys when that happens? I say, give me your business card and give me a number on the back. And then somebody yeah. else comes up, and they get, they say, well, here's my number. And you go, all right, well, somebody's already beat you by $1,200. And so what you're doing is you're doing it in a nice way. You're saying, hey, it's open for bid. The answer to your question is he stores it with fresh oil. He stores it with the fuel tank full. He doesn't have to put any additive in the fuel pump or the fuel tank because four months is no big deal. And he disconnects the battery. Disconnect the battery, full of fuel, fresh oil, we're done. That's what he needs to do. Okay. Fresh oil, fuel tank, fill, and what was the last one? Disconnect the battery. Okay. And to, you know, let me ask you a question about this Camaro. Does it have a wing on the back of the trunk of it? No. Okay. Does it have plastic or anything fancy in the front end? Uh, no, I don't okay. believe so. All it's right. Pretty, hey. It's pretty, in pretty good shape, too. You yeah. Know. Does uh, he garage it when he's gone? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's garage and he like i say even when he's he that when he's down here he only takes it out maybe once or twice a week if that and i would tell you that's that's a better question if i can answer that too we don't want to take it out for 15 or 20 minutes we want to go through a complete heat cycle so we want to bring it up to operating temperature and then bring it back down it it's a, it's going to hurt the motor more for him going to the bar and then going from there to Safeway and then coming home because yeah. that's not a complete heat cycle. So we're gonna, that motor's going to love us a lot more if he'll get on the freeway and, like I say, bring it up to operating temperature, and then if he wants to take it home, that's fine. But that's going to be a bigger thing than how he stores it. Okay? Okay. And when he gets back, is there anything he should do? No. He, he plugs in his battery or charges it, whatever he needs. The tank's full. He gets in and drives it. Give it a good okay. long drive. Yeah. See, that's like a horse. If you pull him out of the barn once a month and you walk him around the block, he's never going to really be anything other than a horse that walks around the block. But if yeah. you take the horse and once a week you kind of trot him around the, the ranch just a little bit, then he's going to get better and better and better. So it's kind of the same way. I don't want him to abuse the car. I just want him to use the car. Okay? Right. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome, Jim. 602-508-0960. And we got two minutes, he said. Didn't we say two minutes? Oh, gosh. You didn't hear that. I didn't hear it. Either. All right. See, I do. Anyway, Kurtz Automotive <laughs> is at I-17 and did Bell Road. Did you say Gil? The morning. Did he say two minutes? Gil, did you say two minutes? Oh, okay. All I didn't right. hear it. Okay. Right. Don't pretend like you got some supersonic <laughs> hearing there. <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I heard him. Okay. I, I there's a little volume control down yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. All right. Did you hear him, Andy? Nope. Okay. All right. Well. Minute and a half. I heard that yeah. one. <laughs> Gil has been my engineer for I don't know how many years. Five, ten years. Do you hear him when you're years. not on the radio? Just in your ear? I hear him all the time. 
<laughs> I, I mean, Even when you're not on the radio. <laughs> no, I, I didn't get the question. I only hear him here. But him and I can telepathically talk oh, to him. Oh, wow. man. You know, he, and, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell him, and that means something to him. So you just have to mind. I do that too at work all the time. <laughs> like, we do. There's we times, do. There's times oh. that stuff happens at work, and she won't even look at me because she knows I'm making a stupid face or something. I mean, she just, she'll just, you know. And, and she, he's, he, they, this isn't television, so she's typing but looking the other way oh, yeah, she, yeah. Oh. because she doesn't. Like, I am not looking. Or in that we can have conversations that if people heard, yeah, they would have. No idea what we're talking about because we can be talking about a answering a question and then one of us is asking way left turn asking. It's been our family. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! All right, finish your thing up here. All right, yeah, you know what? I run the show, so <laughs> he, if I break at forty one or forty two, he he doesn't care. There's only two ones I got to hit: the thirty eight, the thirty at the bottom, and the fifty eight fifty. So I'm in control here, you All guys. Right. Kurtz Automotive is the I-17 in Bellies on the northeast corner. He's been around for a very long time, since 1987. Kurt's a master, and uh, Jeff is a master, and those two guys can find the problem and fix your car. They do oil changes, and they do transmissions, and they do everything from the top to the bottom. I've known Kurt for a long time, and one of the times he did something for me that I was very, well, he made himself look great and actually a little bit of me. A lady calls and says she's had three places that tell her she needs an engine. I say, just take it by Kurtz. She needed an oil pressure switch. The oil pressure was down to nothing, but the engine wasn't making any noise. So Kurtz put an oil pressure switch on it. The bill was less than $100, and she drove away. After a week, she calls me, and she says, I wouldn't believe it if had I not experienced it, but the truck is fine, and the oil pressure is normal. So do we do a $4,000 engine, or do we get a second opinion? But honesty has everything to do with it. So if you're up there near I-17 and Bell, Kurtz Automotive is my place you should go. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. 
Joe Biden's Department of Justice has released a memo announcing it would crack down on parents at school board meetings because some board members feel threatened by parents objecting to everything from critical race theory to mask mandates. But there are serious problems with this approach. First, the Justice Department is only empowered to investigate federal crimes. Even if some behavior is as bad as the National Association of School Boards has claimed, that's a local or maybe a state matter. Second, in America, before we're punished for a crime, we're entitled to understand exactly what is illegal. Here, the Justice Department's memo is unacceptably imprecise. Is simply yelling at a school board member now prohibited, or are actual threats or violence required? Cherokee activist Wilma Mankiller once noted, whoever controls the education of our children controls the future. The left understands that well. Let's hope America's parents do too and don't back down an inch. A place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. 960 The Patriot. Today's edition of Under the Hood with Mark Salem is a pre-recorded show. Mark will be back next week, so enjoy the best of Under the Hood on KKNT. Well, welcome back, everybody. We've got to push a bunch of buttons here. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, Andy Salem is sitting here next to me. Alan Salem is sitting here next to me. And all three of us have lots of years working on cars. And the uh, Alan handles the performance side, the big truck side, the lift and lower, and all the fancy stuff and custom stuff. Are you shaking your head yes or no? Okay, I can't hear you. Hold on a minute, and I'll turn on your mic, then I can hear you. Mm-hmm. And Andy runs Alan. And, <laughs> and, uh, full-time and, job right there. And it's a full-time mm-hmm. job right there. So anyway, 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones real quick. Mike, good morning. How can we help you? Hey, good morning, Salem. Appreciate it. Mike Graham here in Mesa. Oh, hi, I've got a Hey, I've got a 2000 S10, had it since it's new, and the... HVAC fan squeals now when I turn it to three or four. When I first have it in one or two, it doesn't seem to run at all. But I go to three, and here's the noise it makes. And then it kind of goes away after maybe five, ten, fifteen seconds. What do you okay. think that is? Can you get to the back side of the motor by opening up the hood? It'll be on the passenger side. The back side of, of the, the blower uh, motor? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose I can. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure what it looks like. Yeah, it just looks like a you know a, a normal tomato can, and uh, it's probably going to be three inches long, two inches long, and it's going to slide into a housing um, um, underneath the hood on the passenger side in front of the windshield. But okay. your blower motor, if it's there, and I think it is. Then you put your hands on it, and you have your wife go through the different ranges of one, two, three, four. And she goes up and down, and you hold on to it. Then when it's making the noise, I want you to just take the wooden hammer handle and tap the blower motor. And if the noise goes away, you need to replace it. <laughs> it, it sounded, Mark, it sounded to me maybe like the tips of the fan were hitting some of the uh, some of the, the plastic wear in there and were scraping. Is that the sound it's making? Um, well, it, if it is a flapping noise then there could be anything from a soda straw to a jack-in-the-box taco wrapper. There can be all kinds of stuff that can end up in that blower. And it's the wheel. You're right. It's the wheel. But you said that it wouldn't make it on lower speeds, and it would as you sped the fan up. See, normally when we find uh, somebody's sock in the uh, the blower motor, if we find a a straw or something, it makes noise all the time. Okay. So I I kind of went the uh, other uh, direction. Yeah, Fair enough. I'm wondering if in one and two it's not running at all because I don't I don't hear it when I'm idling. 
or at a standstill. But when I go at any 30, 40 miles an hour in the setting two, it seems to allow the blow. So some of that's ram air blow, and, and I'm not sure if it's even running in one or two. Maybe there's something obstructing it, maybe, huh? Okay, no, no let, me, let me talk about this real quick. First of all, the blower motor on virtually every car, the one, two, and three go through a resistor. And number four is direct. It gets all the voltage. So we, we, we control the voltage and we control the speed. So one is controlled, two is a little bit loud, allowed to go a little faster, three, but four is wide open throttle. So when you have a blower resistor that's bad, usually you lose, you lose one, two, and three. If you've got a high speed fan, then you just you lose high speed. So I don't think you have anything. I think we should start with the blower motor first. And forget the fan speeds. It could be that the blower motor's bad and it won't spin in one or two. And it'll spin in three. And then when you give it a crap load of power, it'll spin in four. So, okay. and then, but I want you to hit the back of the motor with a hammer handle. And if, and then if you yeah. say, oh, all of a sudden it works fine, <laughs> then yeah. you got two choices. Now there's four bolts that hold the blower motor on. You can take the four bolts out and just slide the motor and like I said, if you find a straw or a taco bell wrapper in there, you're done. More than likely, both of those problems would be fixed if he replaced the blower motor. If, okay. if there was nothing inside of it. Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And it's a 2000, you said, right? Yes, sir. 2000. Had it since new, 88,000 miles. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the blower motor, I want to know if the brushes are bad or if you got a bad bearing. So if you hit it with the hammer handle and it goes away... Then you got to tough decide whether you want to do it or not. However, if you tap it with a hammer and the noise goes away, and then a, a day later it comes back, then a blower motor is the appropriate replacement. Is that something I can undo those four bolts and with a little knowledge uh, replace it myself? Yeah, it's a quarter inch, usually a quarter inch screws. You don't strip them, so you don't use an air gun or anything on them, and uh, you don't have to disconnect the battery. Keys in your pocket, four screws. Gently pull it and slide it back and forth, clockwise, counterclockwise, and you you now you could have a cage that's bad too. The faster it goes, it makes more noise. So you can see it though. You'll be able to see it. So the blower motor, take it down. Make sure they give you exactly what you got. Put it all back together, and you're done. Look in the hole though too to make sure we don't have a dead squirrel in there or something. Okay. Okay. Couple more things. Who do you okay. recommend to fix it if I don't in the uh, excuse me, I'm in West Mesa, Southern and Dobson. My guy uh, quit working. Yeah. You know a guy by the name of Spike that used to work in Tempe that retired recently? Spike, S-P-I-K-E? No, not at all. I, 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 um, I recommend Thompson's up at Stapley and Maine, just east on the south side of the road, Stapley and Maine. Okay. And um, right. just to, just tell Brian and Thelma that Salem says that there's no way they're they're going to be able to fix your bland, fan motor, but I'll spot them the the uh, the uh, the fix when they call me. And I'm teasing, of course, but it's a nice way to okay. introduce yourself to them. Okay, Thompson, safely. May one more question, if you got a minute. Go ahead. I put a bottle of uh, 134A in it last summer. It seemed to be a little warmer than normal. It took the one bottle uh, can, if you will, about. Uh, maybe 12 ounces. It's usually not 16, and it mm -hmm. seems to work better now. Uh, do you recommend we do that for us uh, shade tree guys and put a, a bottle in occasionally when we're uh, when it's not as cool? I would say no. <laughs> I would say absolutely not. <laughs> and um, and it, let me just tell you the truth, though. Okay? Yeah. We yeah, never knew how much Freon was in there or not. You could have taken that car to 20 shops, and every one of them would have put a different amount in there. Every one of them. But today, today. We're going to suck out all your Freon. 
we're going to weigh it and clean it. And we're going to look, and it says that you hold 22 ounces, but you only have 18 in there. So we're going to take, you got 18, we're going to take it out, clean it, put it right back in, and then the difference between 14 and 18, we're going to add those four ounces, and you're done. We are putting a, so for the first time ever, we have a dipstick for refrigeration Freon, literally a dipstick. We've never had that before. So on your car, take it down. It's going to be, what is it going to be? 75 to 125? 200 bucks or less to, to recharge. Yeah, I would say... Depending yeah. on what, how much refrigerant. Yeah, there. I would say probably two to two fifty, maybe. On the on the suck and fill, clean, replace, and then add whatever he has. Yeah, that and they, they add dye as well. the The problem is, is with you adding Freon, is you could overcharge it, you could still be undercharged. And the other thing is, a lot of those have the sealant in them. So as a shop, if you've added Freon with sealant. Um, we cannot hook up our machines to it because the sealant can ruin our machines. So you've just put yourself in such a bad spot for anyone else to help you or to get the problem fixed by adding your okay. own Freon. And so, when you say have a dipstick, when you say have a dipstick, you mean the fact you evacuate, clean, and then re-put yeah, it in? Yeah. Hi, hi, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I Hypothetically. Say, well, yeah. hypothetical is not a word, but it's it's a it's a hypothetical dipstick, if you will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't literally have yeah. a dipstick, but we no. have a piece of equipment, like I said, and we're not going to charge you for your refrigerant. We, okay? I don't know about other shops, but we're not going to charge you for your 11 ounces. But if it takes 16, we're going to charge you for the five plus the service. So we're cleaning your old stuff, giving it back to you. So in the old days, we'd no. just suck it all out. You'd, you wouldn't get any of it, or we'd let it fly into the atmosphere or whatever. And then we turn around and fill it up as best we can to 23 ounces, which was virtually impossible. And I would I would just wait till summer, maybe get one of those thermometers and stick it in the center vent of your vehicle, drive it around, see kind of what you're getting. If you're at 40 to 50, 45 to 50 degrees, I would say don't, fine. don't do anything to it. Um, if you're yep. in 60, 65, something like that, then... You know, have a shop look at it, but other than that, you're probably good. Got to take a break. 602-508-0960, but one other comment. There's a difference between normal and max, and I'll explain that when we come back from the break. But there's a big difference in how it's going to act between normal and max. Oh, so you don't want me to break at 55. <laughs> you see, see, he's talking. He's talking to me. And, and, and oh, boy. So are we still on the air, Gil? Did you just embarrass me in front of God and everybody? Well, yeah, you're five minutes early. Poor Gil's eating his sandwich over there. I'm trying to get him a break. He's in there pounding a ham sandwich. Gail, go ahead and talk. <laughs> i got to pick up my sandwich. That's right. <laughs> oh, uh, we're all out I, of sorts today. Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. All I'm right, do you guys know? Like, what's he do? He's got five minutes left. What are we doing here? Um, all right, you two. What's the difference between max and normal? You first, Andy. What do you mean? What's for it? the temperature air conditioning range? controls. No. Your air conditioning controls. What's different between when you put it on normal or when you put it on maximum? Forget the lower motor speed. Um, I know maximum is a lot colder in my car. <laughs> you got anything? Yeah, maximum circulates the inside air, where normal does not. Okay. Well, and in a simplistic way, normal is a swamp cooler. We're taking outside air yeah. and cooling it and put it in the car. Maximum is recirculation, just exactly what you said. Yeah. So we're going to, now here's the bad news. We suck the cold air out of the car. Do you know where we suck it from? Suck the cold air out of the car. Well, we take on a maximum, we're recirculating it. Yeah. So we have to have a suck and an exit. Yeah. So where do we suck? 
The answer is that the passenger side floorboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So if you got somebody sitting next to you with stinky feet, you want to keep out of the recirculation because all you're going to do is yeah. suck, the, suck the stink off of his feet yeah. and send it or her you, feet. You don't want to be normal when you're next to a big old diesel <laughs> that's stinky or a smoking vehicle or exactly right. something like that and get that in your car. But hot air rises. Cold air's low, so when you first put on your in get in your car, you go to normal. Mm-hmm. You crack the windows, and we're going to put cold air in there, but we got to kick the hot air out. So once we do that, then we go into maximum and we start recirculating the air. And now you're home free. But it's a it's a it's science that you kids didn't get. But hot air rises. Oh. <laughs> you and any? you also shut your AC off, you know, two miles before home, right? Who does? <laughs> you. I do not. <laughs> but air, I'll tell you what, that's probably one of the biggest questions I get is you shut it off before you go home. Well, let me ask you this. The What's... real question is, Mark, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> well, oh, why would you do that? Well, so I don't get it. <laughs> you shut the AC off and just let the fan blow? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I swear to God, I don't know what, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, why would you do that? What's the point of that? It sounds like to me you're just going to be sweating your butt off the last two miles of your journey. Uh, I would never do that. I, uh, actually, what you're talking about is an old-time guy thing. Yeah, okay? you talk about it all the time. Are you talking I, about shutting it off uh, before you shut the vehicle off? And yes. Then, so it's not on when you start it? Yes. Well, that's different than shutting it off two miles early. Wait, wait a minute. Let's think about this, okay? You're saying shut two the minutes. air off before you turn the key off. So that it's not on when you turn the key back on. No, I'm saying before, like before you start. No, a little bit before you stop driving. Okay, uh, the air conditioning doesn't care when you turn the key off. The, the compressor, the the. the, the <laughs> it's not going to love you more. Yeah, it's not going to love you more. I I don't do that. That's my AC is max 100 percent of the time. And it doesn't no, make any difference. Day, I go out to a car and she's doing something. I don't know what it was. It was like 50 degrees outside. She's got, and I'm talking to to her in the passenger window. She's got it on max. It's like 50 degrees outside. We can see our breath. And she's got it. Free. I said, what are you doing? Poor Josie's back there. It looks like a, a grizzly bear all curled up. And I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm hot. I'm like, dude, it's like 50 degrees and you just got into a cold car. What What is going on with you? Let's set the thing. Josie's your five-year-old daughter. Yeah. All right. Four. And, and, four. And, and, and what's that? Four. Okay, four. Let's, whatever. Let, let's not let her grow up too quickly. Okay. And so she's in your car and you got the air conditioning blowing icicles. Yeah. And you got her all bundled up. That's child abuse, really. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's child. All right. Let's get back to where we're at. The old guys used to say, shut off your air before you get home and let everything stabilize. The car doesn't care. Not only that is, is when you turn, let me ask you a question. When the wipers are running and you go to start your car, what happens to the wipers? They start. No, you're, you've already got them on. You turn the key to the on position, just on, and the wipers are flapping. Okay? When you go to start, what do the wipers do? They stop. They stop. That's because in the start mode, we shut everything down. We shut off the blower motors, we shut off the wipers, we shut everything down so the starter can have all the juice of the battery. That's been there since 1930s. Okay, now you have 10 seconds. No, I've got as many as I want. No. 602-508-0960, we got the lines open. 602-508-0960, we're waiting for all the old guys. Give us a call. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.